Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Romans. Today is episode 534. Look at Romans chapter 6, verses 15 to 23. Let's read our passage. What then? Should we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? Absolutely not. Don't you know that if you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of that one you obey? either of sin, leading to death, or of obedience, leading to righteousness. But thank God that although you used to be slaves of sin, you obeyed from the heart that pattern of teaching to which you were handed over. And having been set free from sin, you became enslaved to righteousness. I am using a human analogy because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you offered the parts of yourselves as slaves to impurity, and now greater and greater lawlessness, So now offer them as slaves to righteousness, which results in sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free with regard to righteousness. So what fruit was produced then of the things you are now ashamed of? The outcome of these things is death. But now, since you have been set free from sin and have become enslaved to God, you have your fruit, which results in sanctification, and the outcome is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Paul is in Corinth on his third missionary journey, and he intends to go to Rome after his trip to Jerusalem. This is an exposition of the gospel. Paul began with the idea of sin, that everybody is a sinner separated from God. No one is exempt from this. People who don't know God should be able to see that there is a God from nature around them and see their fallenness, so there's no excuse. The Jews are not in a special category because they know who God is. They're still subject to the judgment of God. So everybody's in the same condition, sinners separated from God, and the only solution is justification by grace. Justification meaning being pronounced righteous by God through faith in Jesus Christ. So he talked about the condition of sin, the necessity of justification, which only happens by faith. Then he started talking about what flows from that, that there's a hope of salvation that we see from the gospel, and there's freedom from this bondage to sin. And he's in this section now in chapter six of this idea of sin is a Force. Now, he's not completely removing it from the idea of behavior, but it's bigger than just things you do. Sin is an actual force that controls things. And he's setting up this contrast between sin and righteousness. And he ended the last time, verse 14, for sin will not rule over you because you're not under the law, but under grace. But then he would say then, okay, we're not under the law, meaning we don't got no rules. We can do what we want. So Paul answers that in verse 15. What then? Should we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? Absolutely not. So freedom from law does not mean freedom from moral standards. It does not mean freedom from holiness. Freedom from the law means all the rules that show the lawlessness. Remember, the purpose of the law is to show people's inability to follow the law, to show people's wickedness and need of a Savior. But the one thing the law does is reveals God's moral character. 
it reveals God's moral standards. So we're not free from following God's moral standards. We're not free from holiness. So the answer, absolutely not. Verse 16, don't you know that if you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, either of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. Now, most people would push back at that because he says, offer yourselves. I haven't offered myself to anybody to be their slave. Well, Paul's point here is you're either one of two camps. There is no middle ground. You're either a slave to sin or a slave to righteousness. And the evidence of whose slave you are is what you do. There is no middle ground. You, you can't be indecisive and say, well, I am a free person. I'm not a slave to anything. Paul's theology here is, yeah, you are. Depends on what you do. That, that's the answer to whose slave you are, sin or righteousness. He continues, verse 17, But thank God that although you used to be slaves of sin, you obeyed from the heart that pattern of teaching to which you were handed over. Okay. So he says, you used to be slaves of sin. Obviously, he's speaking to followers of Christ, to Christians, those who've been justified by faith. He says, you used to be slaves of sin, but you obeyed. Now, that sounds almost like salvation by obedience, no? He said, remember, the evidence of whose slave you are is what you do. What you do doesn't result in it, but that's the evidence of it. So being a slave of righteousness should be evidenced by a pattern of obedience. So you obeyed from the heart that pattern of teaching to which you were handed over. That's kind of awkward. But who did the handing over? God did. When you were justified by faith, you were handed over to this pattern of teaching. And he didn't really explain it. So I think the best understanding of this is going back to Ezekiel and Jeremiah. Jeremiah talked about there'll be a day when people are not following the law, but they obey based on the law written on their hearts. And that's related to the Holy Spirit. So I think that may be what he's referring to here, the idea of handed over to the pattern of teaching now as a follower of Christ or into what by the Holy Spirit. He doesn't explain any of that, but I think that may explain his thinking here. So the pattern teaching to which you were handed over, and having been set free from sin, you became enslaved to righteousness. So you were handed over to this pattern controlled by the law written on your heart, by the Holy Spirit, and now you're no longer a slave to sin, but now you're a slave to righteousness. We read that. We don't like it. There's pushback. Wait, wait, wait. I'm free. In fact, the Bible speaks of freedom in Christ. Yeah, yeah, it does. Free from being a slave to sin, but being a slave now to righteousness? Well, it comes down to what do you obey? A slave obeys. A slave has to obey. And the question is, what do you obey? Do you obey sin or do you obey righteousness? So you've been enslaved to righteousness. Verse 19. I'm using a human analogy because of the weakness of your flesh. Okay, he explains right here. This analogy I'm using, this whole slavery thing, it's an inadequate explanation, but it's something people can understand. 
So I'm using this analogy because people could understand it. It continues, for just as you offered the parts of yourselves as slaves to impurity and to greater and greater lawlessness, so now offer them as slaves to righteousness, which results in sanctification. There's a lot of points in here and nuances for just as you offered the parts of yourselves as slaves to impurity and greater and greater lawlessness. It says you offered yourself. That answers the question of sinners. Are they incapable of freely choosing things? Do they have no choice but to sin? Well, in some respects, they will sin because that's their nature, but they do freely sin. They choose sin because they desire sin. And so this whole idea of you offered yourself to sin, meaning because that's what you want, that's what you desire, which just speaks to the, the overall corruption of mankind. He says, well, that's the way it was, but now... What you should do instead is offer them as slaves to righteousness, which results in sanctification. So see so the outputs here. Being a slave to sin leads to impurity and greater and greater lawlessness. Being a slave to righteousness leads to sanctification. Now, what is sanctification? Well, it is the process of being made holy. Sanctify, sanctification sanctuary. It's all related to the word sacred, holy. And so the, the idea of sanctification is being made more holy. And that's this process of being a slave to righteousness, which leads to holiness. Verse 20, for when you were slaves of sin, you were free with regard to righteousness. Okay, you were slaves of sin, you were free with regards to righteousness? I thought I was a slave to sin. Well, being free from something means not attached to it. If I'm free from something that encumbers me, that means I'm no longer encumbered by it. I'm released from it. I'm disconnected from it. So being free from righteousness would be to not be attached to righteousness, to disconnected from righteousness. So you're slave to sin. You had nothing to do with righteousness. Verse 21. So what fruit was produced then from the things you are now ashamed of? Well, the question is, so what came out of that life of being a slave to sin? The outcome of those things is death. So being a slave from sin leads to impurity and lawlessness. And the fruit of that, which you're now ashamed of, is death. Verse 22. But now, since you have been set free from sin, may become enslaved to God, you have your fruit, which results in sanctification, and the outcome is eternal life. So, being a slave to God, sanctification, and eternal life, versus lawlessness, impurity, and death. Then verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Notice the little nuance there. What do you get from sin? Wages. It's what you earned, what you deserve. So the outcome from sin is death, and it's what you deserve, what you earned. But eternal life comes from God, and you didn't earn it. It's a gift. So it's a interesting note there in Romans 6.23. So his point here is that you are either a slave to sin 
or a slave to God. Now, throughout this passage, he said you're a slave to obedience, a slave to righteousness, a slave to God. It's all the same thing. He's saying that you're either a slave of the Lord or you're a slave of sin. And there is no middle ground. There is no third category. You are one or the other. And the solution, as he started talking about back in chapter one about sin, is not to work harder, to do better, to act a certain way. The only solution is faith. Faith, which leads to justification, being declared righteous. And in that, there is a transition that takes place then. No longer a slave to sin, now a slave to obedience, righteousness, and God. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Romans.